Are you a codependent? Are you someone who is codependent on a narcissist or is the codependent in a toxic relationship? Today we're going to talk a little bit about the role of codependency in narcissistic abuse. And if you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, change, and development. I'm the founder of Raw Innovations, the creator of NARCAP, and your guide in the 45-day Clarity Challenge you can access at claritychallenge.net. If you like what you see here, subscribe, uh, hit that notification to learn more about narcissism, narcissistic abuse, and also my journey through narcissism. So I'd love to be able to have you talk, talk with you, be in the community, help you out any way possible along your journey. Okay, so we're going to kind of go over some aspects, just the questions of like, what does codependency look like? How does it actually manifest in narcissistic relationships? And I want to be able to go through some steps here to actually define it. Like what actually is codependency? Like look at the dynamics in narcissism, how like the role actually transpires, the impact that it has, and then also what to do about it. Okay, so stick around. We're going to go through a couple things, have some practical things at the very end as well. Okay, so when we're talking about codependency, Okay, we're talking about this aspect of enabling and caretaking others, oftentimes at the detriment of your own needs. So this is the aspect of like putting people first so much in one sense that you don't take care of yourself. There's that aspect, but then there's also the enabling aspect where you're ignoring things that need to be brought up. You're ignoring things that need to be focused on or that need to be talked through or that need to be dealt with. And oftentimes this is like that fear of conflict that like, I don't want to have conflict with this person because I'm unsure of the result. Now, a lot of times you're going to have that with a narcissistic person because you never know what you're going to get. Like you never know when they come home, how are they actually coming home? Are they the nice person? Or are they the mean person? It's almost like having like a drunk come home. Like you don't know, like, are you going to be a nice or are you going to be a, like a mean person? Like, like, which is it actually going to be? Okay. So you have the enabling and caretaking of others to detriment of your own needs. And so a lot of times you'll see this aspect where you develop a dependency emotionally like from this person now this could be like the aspect of like you're dependent on like emotionally like your well-being of like what's going on of like now I can breathe easy now I can be emotionally safe in this aspect so there's a piece of that but then there's also a piece of like your self-esteem that gets attached to it of like this person validates me okay now I'm good like this person cares about me now I'm good okay so there's there's little nuances with it and I want to be careful that we don't like go off the rails too much but like with codependency it's that aspect of like that emotional piece that is like okay you're helping me manage my emotions at the same time okay um with this too it's the aspect of like people pleasers so a lot of times you'll see codependents that that struggle with people pleasing like just doing stuff to please people um, not being able to set boundaries, uh, not knowing what boundaries are, having no clue what boundaries are, like what to do with boundaries. Uh, oftentimes that low self-esteem piece. And then it's really hard a lot of times for them to actually connect with their own feelings and to see their own needs of like, this is actually me. Okay. So sometimes with codependency, it's like bringing it back of like, okay, what do I need? Like, what do I have to look like? Okay, sometimes you'll see this transpire and come out in the relationship and with the codependent person as being like high anxiety, like really a lot of stress. Sometimes it'll be the flip side with a lot of depression and like feeling low, uh, low self-esteem, low self-worth, and you'll see a lot of physical like health problems. Okay, so overview really quick of just like some of the definitions, some of the aspect of codependency, what it looks like. So when we're talking about the dynamics of it in narcissistic abuse, they oftentimes it will lead or flesh out codependency in the other person. 
So this is not to say that narcissism is always going to like make this person codependent, okay? Oftentimes a codependent person is coming into the relationship and it's getting fleshed out even more because of something that they haven't healed or worked on or fixed in their past, okay? Um, it's not just saying like, hey, you're with a narcissist, boom, you're codependent. It doesn't always work that way, okay? Oftentimes we see different traits and similarities come out from being with a narcissist, but oftentimes the codependency is already like predispositioned because of upbringing, previous partners, family, friends, education, religion, all that kind of stuff, okay? So when we're talking about the dynamics of it, the aspect of like a narcissist is around to manipulate and control you. So in this regard, it's the, like, the idea of like, I want to manipulate and control you to cater to my own needs. So making sure that you already know like, hey, you're not allowed to have needs. You're not allowed to have emotions. You're not allowed to have opinions. You're not allowed to have all these different things. It has to be all about me. So with the codependent, like, it's like, oh yeah, like it has to be all about you because my needs don't matter. And the nurse is like, yeah, 100%, you get me. Like it doesn't matter. It's all about me. So like you have to remember like that dynamic there on the narcissist side is automatically going to be pulling in that direction of the manipulation and control that it's all about them. Okay. The other aspect is you have a narcissist that will belittle that'll put you down to only like be there for them, to isolate you, to be able to put you down so that they feel better about themselves and that their needs matter. Like it's all back to them, okay? So that's main point, all back to them, right? So hopefully you get that, all back to them, okay? The other aspect I wanna talk to you about is like the role of codependency. Now I mentioned earlier like the predisposition. Uh, with this is like the idea that they're more susceptible to narcissistic personality disorder, okay? Like not to having it, but to being with a person with narcissism, okay? And with this, it's already like geared this way a lot of times because of, like I said, their past, uh, their, their upbringing, things like that. But like with the codependency, it's like I'm already like predispositioned to be better, better for the narcissist because this is what the narcissist wants and this is what the codependent is gonna get, okay? So when we're talking about this, there's a couple things I wanna mention, okay? Sorry. No, my nose stuffed up. A couple things I want to mention. Uh, one is like the enabling behavior. So sometimes you'll see this in the relationship where it's like avoiding conflict. Sometimes that's to survive. So like I see, I know that there's a balance there, okay? But avoiding conflict uh, to minimize the stuff that's actually happening, uh, to be able to hide it, to be able to you know not be transparent with other people. Like this is actually going on. It's like, no, this isn't happening. Like to be able to run away from it. So there's all these different like pieces to it, uh, but like enabling their behavior. And so like not calling it out, like not actually like dealing with it, but it just perpetuating and continuing to get worse and worse and worse, okay? And then there's also this aspect of uh, taking responsibility, okay? Taking responsibility for the narcissist. Oftentimes you'll see this where they're taking responsibility for the narcissist's emotions, feelings, and actions. Like you caused me to do this, this is your fault, all this kind of stuff. And they're like, yeah, absolutely, like it's my fault. I'm so sorry, like let me fix that, let me change that. And all that does is that enables them even more to continue that abuse, to continue how awful it's going to be because it's like, hey, I can do this and I'm not accountable and I'm not responsible and they take the blame. Like, shoot, we'll just keep doing this, okay? So like a lot of times this will just keep happening and like perpetuate that cycle even more. Okay, so um, taking responsibility, the narcissist has like free reign. It's not gonna stop, it's gonna keep going, okay? Uh, also, a lot of times the role in there is no boundaries. Okay, I've often said like a boundary without a consequence is like a speed bump that the narcissist is going to keep running over. You just turn into a speed bump. You just turn into a, a slight bump in the road, okay? And then it's over. And so a narcissist doesn't really care about you and doesn't really care about your boundaries when you don't actually stick to them. So they just run over you and they're like, oh, okay, well, it wasn't that big of a deal. It didn't seem to matter to them, so I'll just keep doing it. 
Okay, so you need to understand that makes you an easy target, oftentimes makes you open, makes you very um, able to be manipulated. Okay, because if you don't have boundaries, that means the narcissist can take you and direct you whichever way they want you to go. Okay, so that oftentimes is how it looks in some of the some of the dynamics, some of the roles of codependency in narcissistic relationship. So let's talk really quick about the impact, and then we'll kind of wrap it up with a couple tips for you. Okay, so the impact aspects we've talked through: physical, emotional, psychological damage. Like the abuse that happens produces a lot of things. I just did a video recently about CPTSD, like how it actually looks, and like different attributes and things that it describes of how it actually happens. Okay, but what happens when we're talking about codependency? I need you to understand is oftentimes it extends abuse. Okay, because it's hard to leave. Okay, because this is the best ever, like I can't live without this person, like it's unfair, like I have to make sure that they understand, that they pay, like all these different things. There's so many different pieces to it, but it extends the abuse. The codependency oftentimes will extend the abuse because you're dependent on another person for your self-worth, for your self-esteem, for like emotional regulation, like all these different things, and you're not able to like actually look at you and be like, hey, I've been living on my own with a narcissist for a long period of time. Let me continue to live on my own and develop me versus pouring into someone else that isn't even caring about me, okay? So oftentimes it extends the abuse. Second thing is a lot of times it impacts you in slowing down the healing process. It makes it harder to leave. It makes it to the place of like, okay, I don't know if I can actually tell the truth about this. I don't know if I can actually acknowledge that this is what's happening because I want to hide it to minimize it, like I want to be able to use this person for pain shopping, for emotional regulation, because like they they hold up my self esteem. Like this is all that I'm worth, and that like cognitive dissonance piece of like, wait a second, what do I believe? Their actions or their words? What do I believe of saying, hey, this person loves me, but they treat me the opposite? Maybe that means I'm not worth love. Like all these different pieces here, like the impact of it, like really slows down a lot of your healing. Okay. The third thing with the impact is oftentimes isolation. Thinking that you're alone in all this. I want you to understand, like, if you look down at just like the comments on the video, you'll see lots of comments of people that are like, yes, exactly. I struggle with this. I'm this. This is what I'm going through. You'll see that inside the NARC app with tons of community, with people supporting each other every single day. They're like, I know, I get you. I'm right there with you. Okay. And this idea of like thinking you're alone, the narcissist puts there to try to isolate you. But then as you're trying to leave the relationship or as you're dealing with the relationship, you think you're so alone that no one else understands. And that's hundred percent false. And there's nothing that you haven't gone through that someone else hasn't gone through someplace. And so being able to connect with other people to help you move forward is absolutely incredible. It is absolutely beneficial for your healing, growth, change, and development. Okay, so what to do? Uh, first off, you need to get into therapy and you need to get into coaching, whatever it might be. You need to get with someone who is helping impact you in a positive way. If you can't find a therapist, then go to a counselor, then go to a coach. I meet with people every single day rawmotivations.com, whatever, you can check that out, okay? But like you need to work on developing you. And so that comes down to like self-care, like emotional regulation, emotional support, compassion for yourself, like letting go of some of the pieces of self-blame that you're holding on to. Sometimes that's journaling it out. Sometimes that's fleshing it out through therapy, through like talking to someone of like, this is what I'm struggling with. And I know this is the wrong story to believe. Like that's some of the goal is getting down to the truth of the story you believe and what's actually real, what's actually true, what's actually right, okay? Developing and learning how to build boundaries, uh, how to build a schedule with yourself of like, hey, I can't do this, I can't meet this, I can't actually show up to this person in this aspect because I have something that I have to do, let's take care of me, okay? So like learning how to self-care, learning how to bring that stuff back in. 
If you want to take some of your healing, some of your growth to the next level, I want to encourage you to look at the 45-day clarity challenge. Think of it this way. You can spend 45 minutes for 45 days and radically transform your life, radically glow up into the person that you are meant to be or the person that you are called to be. We've got people going through the challenge every single month that are absolutely radically transforming their lives, taking back their power, discovering who they are, because a lot of times it gets stripped away. The codependency piece of like not knowing who you are, your self-worth, your self-esteem, all of that we're seeing people build back up and develop healthy habits, develop good triggers in their life, develop positive things where they're able to move forward in a positive and a giant step forward in their healing, changing that healing journey into a growth mindset. So check that out at claritychallenge.net. We'll love to have you part of this. We're coming down on like one of the last couple days before we hit February and the, the registration will be closed. So you want to be able to jump on that right away and join a group of survivors going through this to be able to help encourage each other, hold that accountability, and be vulnerable with people that know exactly what you're dealing with because they're struggling with it too. Check that out, claritychallenge.net.